everyone. Thank you for tuning in this week. It is me, Meg, and we have a shiver that is gonna rock your world this week. I'm like really excited for you guys to hear this one. It is a shiver, so Melissa is my guest again, and yet again, she has a fun life update. I was joking that I feel like I should just have her on every time she has something new to announce, (laughs) Um, but I think some of you might be jumping ahead. It's not as drastic as some announcements. Anyway, you'll hear all about it. Uh, in the intro of the episode, but I really appreciate you all listening every week. You are the best. Uh, As always, like, comment, subscribe, do all the things. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're having a wonderful week. Enjoy. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary. Real silly real stories. everybody. Welcome to Real Chills. I am so excited because today is a shiver episode, which means my guest is Melissa. Melissa, hey, what's up? Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good. I'm very excited to be back. Heck yeah. What's new with you? Uh, well, I actually bought a house. So I know. That's a pretty big update. You know that, yes. <laughs> Thanks. I, uh, I have to tell you, though. So we made the move to like really kind of more suburban life. And mm-hmm. I knew I'm like, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not cut Ooh. out for like the neighbors keeping an eye on me and like all these housewife stuff. So first week in the house, we're like moving stuff in, working on stuff. And uh, my husband I'm like inside working. He leaves the house and I swear I hear him talking. So I go and I look out the window and I'm like looking, but I can't see him anywhere. So I'm like, oh, I guess he like did leave and go to the store. He comes back in like five minutes later and he's like, did you not see me and the neighbor like waving at you to come out and talk to (laughs) (laughs) So this is my first impression of the neighbors is I go to the door, go to the window, open it, look directly at them <laughs> and then just shut it walk away I'm like, oh that's my God. so funny good set the precedent yeah. now i mean that's talk yeah. to your husband mind your business yeah. <laughs> you know it's so not f- be your neighbor friend <laughs> it's funny because that happens in south philly too there's like an yeah. old grandma lady who lives like two doors down from us first of all all the neighbors talk to dan way more than me and he says it's because i'm you know looking down at my phone which is true but i'm not making any eye contact with anyone i'm like let's just go and then we have these bad kids that are like boxing in our road and stuff so i'm like i'm not getting into this with you guys um but uh there's this like old lady grandma that talks to dan and she gave us like her old halloween candy that her grandkids didn't want and we're like oh thanks all yeah. the chewy candy you know you know oh. kids like say no thanks and leave it behind like i don't want yeah, that like, you can have a grandma and it's like well yeah. now it's mine to throw out thank you grandma yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah so we have her and sometimes she'll just be standing she'll be like looks like it's gonna rain and i'm like yep okay bye <laughs> <laughs> i'm just not good i'm the same way i want to connect with Get people it. but i just truly i'm like what what can i say to you well, I can't do the like connection over like I can't do the just like day to day small talk with yeah. someone like if you want to be my friend, like come over, bring mm-hmm. me a drink and let's dive into 
trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's cry. That's what I yeah. want. Let's cry immediately. I feel that. Yes. It does feel kind of fake to yes, not get that's it. That's how I feel. Either. But unfortunately yes. for both of us, maybe, well, I'll just say for me, like, you have to have the small talk to get into that other stuff. I mean, for sure. I think most people are like, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you're not just so, going to jump into it, but so it's now hard to do you that. You listeners know, just jump in with trauma for me or Melissa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't need the small talk. Um, yeah. What hurt you? Who hurt you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Frank, my husband went to grad school with this guy who was, um, I forget what he was, but he was from another country and he, well, he had the accent, but his name was Fabian and he went up to That's this girl. That's a hard like, name, he, he goes up to this girl at a party who was in their like grad program and goes, tell me about your trauma. Ooh, <laughs> I would leave with Fabian. Oh my God. <laughs> in an accent too? Yep. Fabian. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you all about this trauma wow. all night long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all night long. That's so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. I do love that. That is actually yeah. to me a pickup line, honestly. Tell me about your trauma. It's in an accent yeah. too. God, yeah. he sounds perfect. Yeah. Good thing Frank got to you first. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's a terrible thing to say. Um, he's probably messed up. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh man. Um, but do you want to hear what the topic is for today? Yes. Yes. It is the use of psychics in law enforcement solving crimes. Oh, awesome. Medium solving crimes. Yeah, I'm very excited. So before we get started in the stories, which they're all kind of similar, but I'm just going to do them anyway. (laughs) Like I was reading them and I was like, all right, same vibe. Um, But I found a document by the CIA. -uh. Uh Uh-huh. And um, I'm trying to open it. This isn't going smoothly. (laughs) And it's basically, um, if you're in law enforcement, like guidelines on how to use psychics effectively. And um, it was published in 2000 and it leaves like a phone number from the researcher. So I'm like, I kind of want to call the researcher. (laughs) See if they're still working. So from, it's just titled uses of psychics in law enforcement. During the past year, numerous articles have appeared in national and local newspapers and magazines describing the use of psychics in police investigations. Even though they are being consulted by federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies, psychics are not commonly used in investigation. The media articles and lack of exposure by most investigators to psychics leads to two interesting questions. Have psychics successfully aided investigators in cases? And what should an investigator expect if he chooses to involve a psychic in a case? Telephone contact was made with officers at 11 police agencies, which had reportedly used psychics with some success. All but one of the agencies contacted had been mentioned in newspaper accounts. The newspaper articles referenced cases throughout the United States and concentrated on the work of four psychics. All of the police officers stated that they had used a psychic in a case described in the newspaper articles. Eight of the officers said that the psychic provided them with otherwise unknown information, which was helpful to the case. In three of the cases, missing bodies were discovered in areas described by the psychic. Wow. Uh, Two officers reported that accurate information was provided by the psychic, but it was too general to be of assistance in the case, and one said they had little success. It does appear that some psychics have provided valuable assistance to law enforcement on specific cases. If an investigator is considering the use of a psychic, how would he select one? How do they work? What do they charge? 
the answer to those are in the remainder of this article. (laughs) So what do you think so far? Interesting. You know, I am kind of a true crime junkie. So I listen, I've listened to a lot of podcasts about it. And occasionally you'll hear the true crime story where, you know, police officers brought in a medium or Mm -hmm. have them. And I'm very, I very much believe in mediums and psychics, but I also think there are so many fakes out there. So I I think like the interesting point of that is, you know, like they said, like finding the ones, like the good, the real ones, the good ones. And, you know, you don't want to waste police resources on someone who's scamming you. But yet if you have someone out there who can help you, like, why would you not take advantage of that? So I just think that's, you know, that's gotta be kind of tough is like waiting through what's real and they must get so many people pretending. Yeah. Yeah. The more high profile cases I imagine, the more difficult it is to weed that out. Um, But I just think it's interesting that this is like a federal document showing that yeah. they're not completely disbelieving of something. Right, right. They're like, yeah. you know what? Maybe. <laughs> and that's yeah. more than a lot of people I know. True. So psychics are uh, true believers. <laughs> is what we're the CIA is no, true the believers. CIA are true, CIA believers. true believers in psychics. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when to contact one? So like what you're saying, it, what you said is interesting because it kind of like connects with what they say. Um, the opinions of investigators differs on the appropriate time. Oh, this is really interesting. On the appropriate time to call a psychic into a case. A few believe that you should wait until all possible leads have been exhausted. The majority, however, felt that a psychic should be called early in an unusual or difficult case. These are the following reasons. The investi- one, the investigator might develop a theory about a case and ignore important clues that could be highlighted by a psychic. Or two, in cases with a large number of suspects, the psychic could help the investigator concentrate on more likely suspects early in the investigation. Mm. Isn't that so inter- interesting? That is interesting. Because I always assumed they they waited until every every opportunity was used before going to a psychic. It's interesting, too, because in my mind, I rarely thought about them reaching out to psychics like in my head it was always psychics reaching out to the the police saying hey i had a vision of this or i know what's happening not the other way around right that makes sense yeah if i go if i go missing god i hope not um but (laughs) if i do please use a psychic i guess i'll I'll hire all the psychics (laughs) yeah yeah. don't even use the uh cia just psychics Thanks, cops. We don't need you. We're good. Okay. <laughs> I've compiled psychics. some objects of Megs and the psychics yeah. have it handled. Oh my God. Crazy. Do you think we could use the uh pet psychic to talk to Darcy to oh find where you were? That would be my number one call. Yeah. My first call. If she saw anything about yeah. where I went. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. Or if Darcy went missing, I should try to call and see if she could censor out there something you go. Yeah. before. Okay, so how do we select a psychic? Uh, This could be the most difficult and important step in using one. It is difficult because there are no established criteria to assist you in this choice. It is important because a bad choice might be more of a hindrance than help. Like you said, Melissa, in many instances, especially in missing person cases, the family of the victim has contacted a psychic. The investigating officer can talk with the psychic and determine, this is funny to me too, because it says if she can be helpful to the case interesting but then they have a little number to it and says three of the four psychics discussed with the 11 law enforcement officers were women 
Oh. So I guess it's a a female dominated yeah. Uh, profession which i you know makes sense when you think about witchcraft even like up to the 1600s or whatever women are just it's just what we do (laughs) i feel like i don't know we're more in tuned i think just naturally i think that i think obviously men can be psychics and there are plenty of men psychics but i think um we're raised in a in a way to have more empathy and like to kind of follow our feelings a little bit more not that men can't i don't think it's like i don't know I felt like no, I sounded I misandristic, not misogynist. I felt like, like men can't be psychics. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. No, no I uh, think women are like not like raised to be more aware of emotions and feelings yes, and yeah. external vibes and stuff like that than right. Men, intuition so. and things like yeah. that. And just um just on a like a natural, like I feel like our sense of danger and our sense of awareness, yeah. like you said, of external forces becomes heightened yeah you don't um, really hear about following men's intuition yeah. <laughs> that's a good point i would yes. like to see where that takes me <laughs> okay so if a psychic has not been selected by a parent or associate of the victim the best selection criteria are personal recommendations contact an investigator who has successfully used a psychic he they don't put a little note there they just assume it's a he can probably <laughs> refer you to other agencies that have also used her Talk to a number of agencies before making a selection. Um, you can also use private universities or research foundations. Beware of psychics who are more interested in notoriety or money than solving the mm-hmm. case. Many psychics who are primarily interested in using their ability to help others will wish to remain anonymous. Uh, anonymous. Uh, let's see. Often a psychic will provide information over the phone with very little information Um an example type of case, name of victim, birthday to victim. She may provide details of some of the case. These details should be other than those which have been publicized. The volume and accuracy of these details is an indicator of how helpful they may be. Mm-hmm. That all makes sense. Yes. I love this. I wonder I if just anyone- love that it's such like a formal, like detailed, <laughs> like document. It's you know? so like, official. Like you have examples, like- yeah, it's even saying like, so the next stop is working conditions. So um, certain conditions need to exist to facilitate ben- a beneficial working relationship. So try to be objective, whether or not you believe mm-hmm. in psychics. If you can't be objective, work through an intermediary. Whenever possible, tape record. Um, let's see. So that's cool. <laughs> and then it goes into how they work. Um, let's see the cost. So this was interesting to me, too. The 11 police officers contacted in the survey said that none of the psychics they used charged a consultant fee. They all did it for free. So they do ask for travel and meal expenses when they travel from their hometown. Um, When all work is conducted over the telephone, the psychic might suggest a donation. The psychics used by the agencies were working for altruistic motives. However, they should be paid for personal expenses incurred while working on your case. Fair. I think that's cool. I think that like... Because you said like taxpayer money and stuff like like spending like a budget for a psychic. So it yeah. sounds like it's relatively cheap. Why not? Mm. If if they're being if they're donating their time for the good of humanity, that rocks. Sure. I mean, I guess it's like being a witness to a crime. Like I, I mean, I know it's not the same thing, but like they don't pay you right for that, like being a good person and being like, here's what I saw and blah That's blah true. blah, you know. So 
Yeah, they might shout you out if they're not too worried about what that looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. like this said, it said it seemed like most of them wanted to remain anonymous, which mm-hmm. is really interesting to me because like yeah. I was a psychic. I wouldn't fake it. I'd be like really honorable, but I'd still want like a shout out for my right? work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, just I me, wonder though. why they would want to stay anonymous. I don't know maybe so they don't get hounded like yeah that's what I that's what I could see it being like you don't want every parent of every kid who's been missing you know coming after you because it's that probably would be terrible like, right like imagine oh that pressure God. that's so true yeah actually <laughs> I don't want <laughs> you know every missing person murder victim right yeah. that would be really hard um yeah so let's see their conclusion is Based upon the survey, it would appear that a talented psychic can assist you by helping to locate the area of a missing person, narrow the number of leads, highlight information that's been overlooked, which that's kind of interesting, or Mm -hmm. provide information previously unknown to the investigator. Um, Let's see. Even talented psychics cannot be accurate 100% of the time. Not all information provided by a psychic may be pertinent to your case. The key to good results is careful selection. Mm. And that's basically the end of it. But how cool is that? That is really cool. I'm impressed you <laughs> found that too. Yeah, it was really easy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's a PDF, which makes me think it's more legit. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. you know what I mean? Then, like, yeah. It is weird. I haven't heard of it. I don't know if maybe people take from it without like referencing it or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I've never heard any of this stuff before. I mean, it is a little bit older yeah 2000 of a document so maybe that's why people are i don't know but um yeah it is really i just like love the idea of being the person in the cia whose job it was to write up yeah like the we, instruction manual for using psychics we should shout them out so at the end it says agency should contact Stu gluckman so Stu gluckman research and analysis section OCCIB department of justice with any questions so that was the Very researcher cool. Stu gluckman yeah so um i guess they do use them sometimes and yeah it's not a bunch of it's it's always what like what i always say when i talk about mediums is that they're like mechanics like some are really good and honorable and will get the job done and then others are sneaky and (laughs) in it for the wrong reasons (laughs) you know that's a good analogy Yeah. yeah Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Cool. So the next article I found was 13 Mysteries Actually Solved by Psychics by Lauren Hahn. Uh, This was uh, on Reader's Digest. So um, these are kind of little blurbs. Uh, so I apologize because I was like, my 
either I could have done one really big or I could just hit on a couple. And I was like, for a shiver, I'm just going to hit on a couple. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So the first one they talk about is the persistence of Ashley Howley. In 2004, 20-year-old Ashley Howley disappeared from the city of Columbus, Ohio. While the case went cold, Ashley, or rather her spirit, was diligently trying to communicate communicate with christy robinette a michigan spiritual medium who spoke extensively with readers digest about helping law enforcement solve crimes like this one ashley's spirit which according to robinette needed time to figure out how to get her message across eventually told her she'd been murdered by her boyfriend and where her body could be found in 2008 her body was found in the very spot she said it would be marked by a sick and her boyfriend was brought to justice that's wild i okay so I do stand up and it is a thrill, right? Like it is the most, like the adrenaline. I can't imagine the high of being a psychic that solves a murder case. Yeah. You know what I mean? That has yeah. to be like fucking jumping out of a huge ass plane <laughs> that just exploded. <laughs> that has to be the, right? Think about it. I also am thinking if I was the spirit like sitting there right. like i mean of course, obviously bummer but you're like watching them find it and then like watching the person who murdered you like get arrested just being like yes like like doing like yeah. the gritty and stuff yeah. like <laughs> i did it i can yeah. still do things yeah that's so true i didn't even think about it from the ghost yeah. perspective <laughs> but yeah also the psychic perspective <laughs> i would just be very exciting yeah it's like ghost whisperer um i think it's funny i want to write a joke about this too about how i think it's we were just talking about psychics on the last show and i think it's funny that people who don't believe in mediums are gonna die because if they want to talk to their family they're not going to be able to talk to like the normal they're gonna have to go to like a crazy yeah. a person they deemed crazy yes and be like hey <laughs> well do you know about harry houdini harry houdini like spent his life like fighting against oh, medium yeah. and stuff like that like he mm -hmm. was in like a war against mediums and like yeah. this one medium in particular and stuff but now like all these people like oftentimes like try to have like seances right. to get in touch with him and stuff and i'm like guys like you would hate this is that exactly you know what, I mean? what he hated yeah. yeah he hated that people were being exploited because yeah. he mostly went yeah. after he wasn't like i hate mediums it was this no. is gross what you're doing to these families yes and i remember also he and his wife had a code word do you have you heard this from yes. when he died yeah. and yeah. a lot of people tried to figure it out and no one got close which is such a, i want it to work yeah and i think she wants it to work too you know what i mean it's such yeah. a bummer that yeah it didn't but yeah yeah i guess i should say yeah it wasn't like yeah but he thought and i think it's because he struggled with like the death of people in his mm -hmm. life a lot but um yeah i think he sat on like a council whose job it was to like yeah disprove mediums and i know there was one that they were like never able to actually yeah. disprove at least but this is speculation yeah. but didn't they think that maybe that guy he tried to disprove might have like killed him yes yeah 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 i think it was a woman actually a woman yeah but yeah i think they were they suspected that she might have had a hand in it well in something and she that. also predicted his death like very closely like i think oh. she said i can't remember but i think it was like 
by November of this year, Houdini will be gone. And then he died <laughs> like right before then. She killed him. A hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to be dead because I'm about to close. end him. What, did you say? too close to the date she predicted. She was like, I got to get this right. Yeah, like on the 29th, <laughs> she's just like polishing yeah. like a shotgun. Like this is going to yeah. happen. Yeah. That's crazy. The yeah. 1700s were crazy. I would love yeah. to see... That's a thing that I would love to go back and see, like a 1700 seance. Yeah. It had to be nuts. Yep. Just insane. Yeah. Like jumping out of a plane. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about the experiences here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So they actually, the same psychic, they, they provided another story of her solving another crime. Oh, so wow. she's sold, she's um solved at least two i think she had a show on true tv for a while so um oh, wow. robinette was visited by another young woman from ohio in august of 2005 it was the spirit of 20 year old julie popovich a student at ohio state university who had disappeared earlier that month julie's body was discovered three weeks later but not before julie pushed her way through according apparently the other spirits um were waiting to speak with robinette and she pushed through them and asked her to draw a map um, and it was the map of where her body would be found. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. See, and that's the kind of stuff that's so specific, like to say where the body is. Like, and if the body, like, it's not like she just took a wild guess at that, you know? Like, that's such a specific skill to get map. right. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think I skipped it a little bit because in the, um, the research document they list like different ways that psychics can do it and mm -hmm. you know they might be seeing it from the victim's eyes they might be seeing it from the killer's eyes like the way mm -hmm. they're perceiving this information could be a little wonky so that's what like they said in the article is like it's it it's not gonna be exact you know like if they right. say a word or something so it's really about like taking the pieces and trying to see how they fit which is mm -hmm. interesting like it's a part of being a psychic as well as kind of determining how you're seeing things and what you're seeing. Right. Yeah. So weird. Um, yeah, okay. Wild. So I think I've heard of this case. This is a different one. So when two 10 year old girls, Holly Wells and Jessica Chapman disappeared from a family barbecue in England in August of 2002, the family sought the help of psychic Dennis McKenzie. McKenzie set his powers to work, but the news was bad. He saw that the girls were dead and that a man and a woman whom he was able to describe to describe to law enforcement in great detail were involved. Mackenzie's vision proved accurate and the family has praised him, referring to him as the real deal. Wow. That's got to be tough to like. Seeing that, you know, like bad news, you know, like if the girls like they were just missing, you know, to then realize like, oh, like I'm seeing that they're dead. Like that's rough. Oh yeah. You have to break the news and then, yeah. And, and then people look at you bad because right. how do you know, how could you put a family through this when it might not be the case? That's right. So intense. I think I know this case. This is really effed up. It was like, um, the woman in it was like a lunch lady or something. So the kids weren't scared of the house. And then her oh. boyfriend, kidnapped the two of them oh, so they like knew who she was they knew her so that's why they weren't like afraid oh, that's messed up so gross yeah. yeah um and she wasn't i mean i don't 
she didn't know. Like, I don't think she was part of it. Like, okay. She was away for the weekend or something, but they uh, knew the house. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Messed up, but crazy that the psychic was right. Yeah. This one's really crazy too. So it says what happened to Melanie Uribe. So um let's see. In 1981, it, <laughs> sorry, the way they wrote this, it ruined the surprise twist ending. So I had to, I was like, oh. why, did, why did you do yeah. that? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> in 1981, their boy Edda Smith had a vision involving a woman, Melanie Ureeb, who had recently gone missing. Her vision was so strong, she went looking for the body herself and found it. Whoa. Uh, due to this, Smith was arrested and charged with murder, but was released <gasps> after the real killer confessed wow uh, i was actually thinking that like when you mentioned the topic and just talking about it i was thinking because you know how, um a lot of times like especially serial killers and like psychopaths like to put themselves like in the scene of the crime like they'll right. search, like participate in searches and stuff it's like i wonder if anyone's ever posed as a psychic like a killer has posed as a psychic. Wow. And like pretended to solve it. See, now I want the article of that serial killers who pretended <laughs> they were psychics <laughs> to insert themselves. That might be a step too too difficult. It's very specific. Yeah, that that'd be like happened. kind of hilarious. <laughs> I know that's terrible, <laughs> oh, but like yeah. that would be because normally they're just like they have evidence or they just want right. to get in and see what the police know pretty much. Not actually leave them to the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not. I don't know. I mean, they do like to tra- re-traumatize like the family and everything. That's true. Yeah. Like, I always feel terrible, like, when it goes to court and then they yeah. get to hear all the details over again because that's whatever. Yeah. They could do that, like, a serial, a psychopath could, like, I wonder if they've done, like, pretend to be a medium, but, like, give false information. Oh, I'm like way making stuff up here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like you're saying all this stuff. Came up with a movie. <laughs> yeah, you came up with like four movies already. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah, and I'm like writing stand-up bits in my head about all of this, honestly, because <laughs> I'm like, this is just so intense. Like, yeah. and it's just so ridiculous. The amount of faith you have to have in yourself to mm-hmm. tell a a morning person. Or like a person that's missing a family member that their family member is dead. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. Like either to be a medium who goes to a family member, you know, someone who's missing and says, no, they're dead. And this is where their body is. Like one, you either have to be completely insane or really, really confident that you're really right. Like if you just like, maybe I have a hunch on this. Like, I don't think you're going to family and be like, no, they're actually dead. Sorry. Like, And you know what? Sometimes psychics can have good intentions and still be wrong. Yeah. That's the worst case scenario where they're right. like, I see this person still alive or like, I see this person is dead and they really yeah. genuine feel it. Yeah. And then they're wrong. Well, and like, like you said, sometimes they're the way they get messages or visions. Like it's not an exact thing. So okay you kind of need they still need to sometimes interpret it and stuff so right great i want that's one of those things like i want to see what psychics see 
so badly yeah what do they see like is it just images is it a full person is it just work and it's different for everyone but i want to see it i get so mad (laughs) why not me (laughs) why not (laughs) okay so this one's interesting um also a bummer uh the stabbing murder of maria scott was solved with the help from psychic debbie malone um who was contacted by an investigator four years after the case went cold oh wow is, that's kind of interesting that they they were like let's just do it um yeah they uh let's see uh she led police to a remote cabin where she had seen maria's murder malone also found the murder weapon the murder weapon a knife lodged in a drain pipe malone reported having felt the murderer pass through her body as if he too was dead and in fact the murderer had committed suicide four years earlier Whoa. so she knew both of them were dead both of them wow that pisses me off. I hate when they kill themselves. Yeah. Thank you. And it, obviously he did. It sounds like he did it like right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least pretty close to. So. Crazy. But they, they closed it because they found the knife in the drain pipe. And I was going to say, like, if he, you know, the killer was dead, there was no weapon. Like, sounds like the case probably would not have been solved otherwise. You know? Yeah. Four years. And yeah, no leads yeah it's really interesting in general cold cases it's it's kind of sad because i feel like without it being in the news without people caring Mm -hmm. these cases just don't it's not that they can't be solved it's just there's just not enough resources that's the thing like some of these cases the second they look at the dna or they actually run the test they need to run they figure out who did it but they just don't have the manpower yeah Learn that from their stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you listen to like their stories? I know that's putting you yes. on the spot. No, yes, I did. She actually solved her roommate's cold case. Well, mm-hmm. assisted. She like got it reopened. Like basically what I'm yes. telling you guys uh, to do. Her podcast is called Without Warning. And basically what she does is she highlights cold cases or cases that seem where that it seems the police have done a a really bad job (laughs) honestly have just like botched it completely and that's what happens too is like sometimes a case will go cold because there's a lot of police mistakes and they don't want eyes on it Mm -hmm. you know they they missed a lot of things and they don't want to admit their mistakes anyway and i think that's kind of one of the sad things about a lot of these cold cases um you know if you have someone who doesn't necessarily have that family member mm-hmm. who's able to stay on top of the police um to find the person i think that's why a lot of these you know stakeholder never goes get solved and that's not even saying like the like some people even have family members it's it's just um you have to you have to be nonstop. Yeah. Um, like you can't it has it becomes your whole, whole life. Whole yeah. life. Um, so yeah, this this was Sheila Waisaki. Um, her podcast is without warning. The only reason she was able to get the case reopened is she went back to school. I, well, this is kind of paranormal too. She had a dream and it was her roommate telling her, like, you need to solve this case. And she mm-hmm. actually went back to school and got like a an, a private investigator license. And then once she had that, they had to give her all give of her the, the information. information. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Um, very cool. Uh, but yeah, 
it's it's a bummer if if you guys have time listen to that podcast maybe support she has like a facebook forum where they mm-hmm. they look through the cases together and they try to help oh, so okay. very cool yeah, pretty interesting i don't do it because it's sad yeah <laughs> after their stories like sometimes i'm like you guys know on the show um and you know melissa like i still like true crime but it's hard yeah it's hard with the families yep. um anyway this isn't technically true crime uh, so here's another one. Uh, back in 1961, a famous Dutch psychic, Gerard Croset. I'm sorry, did you say judge psychic? Dutch. Dutch. Did oh, I, I say judge? Like a ju- no, I thought he was like a judge slash psychic. I was like, well, that <laughs> seems like a conflict. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty, innocent, guilty. Like he just like runs through them. <laughs> They're like okay. oddly, these are very fair judgments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Dutch no. psychic. Got it. Yeah. Dutch psychic Gerard Croset was enlisted by Brooklyn detectives to help locate a missing four-year-old girl, Edith Kierkorius. Croset used his psychic powers to find Edith's body, bummer. Despite that, he remained at all times in the Netherlands. He was even able to provide a description of her kidnapper. Whoa. So from the Netherlands, he was Netherlands? able to find her body in brooklyn that's wild in the 60s too like no internet not internet yeah that makes it incredible it sounds like they contacted him was that right yeah yeah. to think like you can solve crimes in other countries is really yeah we'll end on this one because it's 950 which listeners didn't need to know we're recording it late (laughs) it's nighttime right now i don't know what you're doing um uh, but this one's really interesting so um when 16 year old patricia list didn't show up for school november 1971 her teacher reported her missing police went to list's new jersey house and found the entire family dead except for the patriarch john who vanished leaving behind a note of confession what a bitch list somehow i hate family annihilators yeah they're such cowards they're the worst cowards yeah somehow eluded law enforcement for nearly two decades before detective jeffrey hummel who worked the case sought the assistance of psychic elizabeth lerner lerner saw a vision of list with a new woman not the woman him in virginia which is where list was eventually found and brought to justice wow that's a good one that is a good one that name sounds familiar to me too john list yeah it does to me i bet you it was an unsolved mysteries probably i would bet money because i am obsessed with that show (laughs) (laughs) see that's wild too like found like led them to where he was alive you know like it's just wild they know yeah the range of things like that's you know it's not just oh psychics can always tell you just where the dead body is or who the killer was like it seems like for all these cases like it's a range of things that they're able to help solve right yeah it's yeah it's kind of like what the document it's not just like dead people right they can find alive people which is really interesting like it makes me wonder what other people can use that you know what i mean like yeah hitmen and psychic hitmen and stuff <laughs> <laughs> um like bounty, they... if i was a psychic i'd be a bounty hunter yeah yeah you'd be the best bounty hunter that'd be hilarious is like i don't know how to explain this but i need um some of their hair <laughs> get me their hairbrush stat 
Yeah. Um, because that's how some people do it. They need to see a picture. Like over yeah. the phone, it's a lot of times pictures or objects like shoes or toys or mm-hmm. something like that to connect them to the person they're looking for. I just think it's interesting too, in general, that psychics can pull forward people they're looking for. Yeah. Like the ones where the police reach out to them, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I know like when psychics do readings for people, like real ones, even they don't have a hundred percent control of who comes through. Like it's like, Oh, I know you wanted to talk to your dad, but man, your grandpa will not Mm -hmm. stop saying, you know what I mean? So it's interesting that they can like, maybe they focus. I would love to ask a psychic about this. I'll have to look around and see if anyone will do the show, but like, like maybe they have to focus on their specific life force or something. Like it's not necessarily seeing them, but like getting a sense of if they're alive or dead, if if it feels different. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Cause I don't understand. I don't understand being able to pinpoint a person. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, we talked about the ones where the spirit comes like through this last the one. psychic. Like, yeah, that's one thing that, but yeah, just being able to, and it, like the guy in uh, the Dutch guy, Right, from another right. country, was able to just connect with someone in uh, the ghost or spirit of oh, someone in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah, like you're just able to pick that out. Insane, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad this this asshole got caught. I yeah. There's been a lot of like cases I feel like popping up of like family annihilators, and it's just so every time I'm like, just leave, so, just leave yeah. them. They'll be hurt. It's- especially like men yeah it's It's like back in the day yeah like oh women you know maybe didn't have the money or like a man back in whatever time could leave his family and be fine by himself you know like yeah i don't know i don't know it's it's weird because like i feel like they feel like a failure right like that's that's where it stems from it's like oh society says i should provide i'm not providing blah 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 whatever but it's like there was nothing there for your kids even like yeah. not saying but like you couldn't just walk away bitches also especially and again I'm not saying it's better when they but like especially when they just kill the family and not themselves and not themselves yeah like that's that... so messed up to say but like <laughs> that's you no. like I just killed all you because I couldn't I didn't feel I could provide for you like it's so selfish what so selfish it yeah. is so selfish like yeah that's how you know it's not an act of love yeah because it's not we're all gonna be together it's i don't want to be with you guys anymore and right. i don't want you to exist without me right right not even i can't do it so i'm gonna kill myself or i'm gonna kill right. all of us like i'm just gonna kill you and then go right. off and live my life with another woman like can you um sorry just like can you imagine like oh yeah i found this guy on tinder his name is john and you're posting in like those facebook groups like are we dating the same guy and like no one's saying you're like oh cool john is probably fine and then all of a sudden you're like a psychic did what now (laughs) just ruins your life just like damn it (laughs) that's crazy god it's crazy and never trust them <laughs> i didn't say that i mean i don't think we have a lot of male listeners uh shout out 
if you do like like this post or something on instagram of this because i don't think we have a, we have a few one guy messaged me i'm sure he's not a family annihilator because he listens so <laughs> okay this is getting this is why i don't do true crime because it gets like it gets Messy. off the rails yeah. yeah um but that was my story um there's tons of these like yeah. a remarkable amount of these so it's just like any other method of investigation it seems yeah. fairly effective which is so cool that is very cool great topic meg heck yeah yeah That's thanks for one to listen to <laughs> it's gonna be well, really fun but... yeah <laughs> um thanks dude i know um you don't normally recommend like your instagram or anything um but is there any like food restaurant cool places to hang or i'm putting you on the spot oh my goodness uh what's your address where can people no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) well actually Um, why don't what's the name of that place that we went to oh we went to this place called char and stave and they do both coffee and cocktails and also a combination of coffee and cocktails and their stuff is it's um bluebird distillery um for anyone who's familiar with that distillery they use their spirits in nice. their drink so they're all really good char and save i i was like yeah. it was like one of the first nice days here in a while and like the drive home i only had one guys don't worry <laughs> but the drive home i was like feeling myself like the windows were down like the mixture of coffee and booze is dangerous yeah that drink you had was so good bring back four locos oh i will also shout out because we just went there this weekend shafuso the japanese house and garden in philly Philly. they like recreated a japanese house i guess and so you get to like walk through it and see like how the traditional style is and they even have like the bath and the toilet and where they do the tea ceremonies and stuff um and it's really cool and then outside they have like a koi pond and you can feed the fish and they have like really pretty trees and everything and it's a bummer because it keeps getting vandalized so one philly stop vandalizing it two I recommend going and checking it out. This so. is why we can't have nice things, I Philly. Jeez, like, <laughs> you can't go two seconds without something being man. Oh, this is a weird thing just for to, for the listeners here as well. Dan keeps getting his car broken into, but it's like the windows aren't broken, but everything is different inside the car. Weird. And things aren't really missing. Like dumb things are missing, like Altoid can or something. And I was like, do you have a stalker? Because <laughs> that, that's stalker behavior. Say something like that. Like her car was broken into and they only stole like a book or yeah. something from her. And people were like, that's stalker. Like yeah, that's like, that's what a stalker. is happening? Yeah. But he's like, no, it, um, Dan thinks it's like, they're just moving so fast, right? Like they break in and they're like, what can I take as fast as possible? Cause I'm breaking into a car. That's possible. Makes a lot of sense, but I might take, I might take Dan to that tea garden. Cause he just said <laughs> he wants to get into tea. So this oh, is, there you go. they have like tea ceremonies where they like recreate the whole thing. So uh, maybe we can send him and Frank together. Cause I don't oh, know. I, I like walk through and I'm like bumping things. I'm like, I'm not delicate enough to do that's funny. Like, fancy <laughs> Japanese tea ceremonies. Like, Just Dan and Frank together. <laughs> bro night. Bro at the tea garden. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, dude. Well, thank you so much as always for being a wonderful guest. This was really oh, Thanks fun. for having me. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.